understood that the word we should have been focusing on or I should have been focusing on when it comes to VA benefits is that word. It's a benefit. Uh, this is a benefit that is provided to the 1% of the population that raised our right hand to, to serve our countries. Uh, VA benefits are something that we are that we have earned that we are entitled to should we have the you know should we have the claims uh, to support it it's just like jump pay or your housing allowance or your food allowance they're benefits they're, that's part of uh, what comes with being in uniform and VA is here to aid you with either medical or financial benefit uh, for your service Welcome to the Leading with Vulnerability podcast. I'm your host, Yuma Barnett, and today we're going to talk about navigation. Yes, navigating the VA jungle, the veteran affairs jungle. Uh, it can be a little bit tricky and a lot like land navigation if you don't know what you're doing and haven't done it before and uh, haven't talked to a lot of people and got a lot of people's lessons learned and, and what they did uh, filing for VA disability, filing your claim. Can be uh, <clears throat> can be confusing at times. Uh, sometimes there's not a lot of not there's conflicting information. Uh, you can be overwhelmed with it, information. Um, but you know, since I retired, I, I get two questions asked all the time when I run into people that I used to serve with or people that are prior service. The first question is usually, um, "How's retirement life?" And the second question was, "How's your experiences been with the VA?" either VA healthcare or filing uh, your VA claim before you exited service or after you exited service. <clears throat> the first uh, question of the how's retirement life, that's an easy question to answer. Uh, retirement life has been great, getting all this time back with the family, owning my own schedule, and everything that comes along with uh, with being retired from, from service. The second question, what uh, has my VA experience been like, or what was it like filing my VA claim, or what was that application process like, is not nearly as easy of a question to answer. So today I'm going to share my own experience with filing my VA claim, uh, kind of the timeline that I used and was successful, and uh, and things that I think can help you be successful whether you if, if you are filing a VA claim, and we'll get into that word if here in just a second. Uh, but what what is this podcast for? It's uh, or who is it for? Right? It's anyone nearing service separation, whether ETS or retirement, or or those who have already separated and didn't file a VA claim before they got out. Some of the the steps are still going to look very similar. Uh, what you're going to go through if you decide to do it later, and it'll also be good information for family members or. Um, family members or people that are of friends of service members who maybe got out years ago and are having medical difficulties or medical problems or having issues and they're not getting help from the BA or VA or utilizing their VA benefits, uh, you might learn something here to help guide them along the process. What this podcast is not, what this episode is not, it is not a how-to guide on how to achieve 100% VA disability rating. Uh, there are plenty of channels for that. That's a whole nother topic in and of itself. When you in and of itself, when you start talking about the percentages and what they mean, um, <clears throat> that's not what this is for. Uh, I just want to share my experience with uh, applying for VA benefits and and what you can expect when you're doing it. 
I will say up front, uh, I don't pretend to be a VA expert uh, on claims or, or benefits. I, I'm learning as I go, and I've learned a lot of things prior to getting out, but uh, I can share my own lessons learned in navigating that VA, VA jungle when filing my own claim and uh, kind of my experiences up until now. So uh, I'm going to get things wrong, uh, probably. Uh, I probably will fail to cover a few things, so leave them in the comments. But uh, take it easy. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not here to be the expert. I'm just here to share some knowledge of some of the stuff that I went through and, and some ex experiences and lessons learned to hopefully help you have a more successful and um, empowered and uh, just a better transition when you decide to leave service. Um, I think before we really get into it or before I get into my experience, I think we need to talk a little bit about just VA disability benefits uh, at large. Um, VA disability can be a taboo subject that nobody wants to talk about. Uh, um, you know, people, I'm not going to file for VA. I'm not disabled. Uh, I have no reason for it. Uh, VA people who file for VA disability benefits are weak people. Uh, they're only looking for a, for a government handout, uh, so forth and so on. And, and what I say to those people is you need to educate yourself a little bit better and, and, and kind of put your ego to the side. I know that's what I had to do. I was one of those tough talkers for years that uh, said, I don't need the VA system. I can do it on my own. Uh, that's just uh, not not a smart way to go about things. And fortunately, I matured over the years and uh, understood that the word we should have been focusing on or I should have been focusing on when it comes to VA benefits is that word. It's a benefit. Uh, this is a benefit that is provided to the 1% of the population that raised our right hand to, to serve our countries. Uh, VA benefits are something that we are that we have earned, that we are entitled to, should we have the, you know, should we have the claims uh, to support it? It's just like jump pay or your housing allowance or your food allowance. They're benefits. They're, that's part of uh, what comes with being in uniform. And the VA is here to aid you with either medical or financial benefit uh, for your service. So don't focus on that word disability because that can get people kind of queasy, uh, especially as A-typers, but uh, focus on that word benefit because that's exactly what it is. It's a, it's a benefit. Obviously, yes, it's a government program that some people take advantage of. Like I said in the beginning, this is not how to get your 100% VA, uh, which are people out there, that's their whole goal in life is to, I just want to get my 100%. Yeah, there are, there are always going to be people out there taking advantage of a system. That's no reason for people who are rightfully earn it or, or do it the right way shouldn't take advantage of, of, of a benefit uh, just because you don't want to be one of those people. Um, at the end of the day, if you don't utilize your BA, VA, I keep saying BA, VA benefits, uh, the only people that you're hurting is yourself and your family, uh, being a macho tough guy and not filing a claim, uh, nobody cares if you don't do it, right? Uh, if you don't take care of yourself and your people, uh, you got to you gotta put yourself up front and set the ego aside, like I said, and, and uh, utilize the benefit that's out there for you. So getting that out of the way, um, what is the VA claim process? What does it look like? Like I said, I'm not going to go into the weeds of the ratings and the percentages and the 
associated medical and education and finance benefits because that's a whole other topic. Uh, I may cover some of that in the wave tops as I go, but that's not the primary intent. Um, VA is a government program, and like most government programs, it can it's not exactly straightforward. Uh, your experiences will vary depending on what VA office you deal with or what veteran service organization you deal with, uh, what installation you're on. Uh, but I can tell you kind of what my experiences was and what kind of the, the process is. So who should file a, a VA claim? Uh, in my opinion, everybody. Everybody that served in uniform should file. When you're separating from service, you should file a VA claim. Uh, get your medical records. Get your uh, final ETS, PCS, physical. Get with your VA representative or your veteran service organization like the VFW, the DAV, the Disabled American Veterans, or your local vet center or the other numerous organizations out there that'll help you file your VA, file for VA benefits and file. It doesn't matter whether you serve two years or 30 years, file a VA claim. Even if you file a VA claim and you only have one condition you're filing for, and it comes back as a 0% service connected, 0% um, service connected is still a rating. And what I mean by that is if you have some, if it's 0%, but service connected, it's a rating. It's just saying that you don't meet the requirement for it to be compensated, but that doesn't mean it can't change later in your life. Uh, if you just look at the burn pit legislation that just got signed, um, things change in the VA system all the time. And something that is not rated anything right now could get rated 10 or 50 or 70% on down the line. And by having that 0% service connected for that condition, is only going to help you in the process should you reapply to uh, bump up bump up your rating. So it doesn't matter what you've done, how long you've served, put it in, put in it for a VA claim. If you get something back, great. If you don't get anything back, great. But at least you know and you, you've kind of started the process because uh, uh, things are going to change through time. You know, if you take an example, say you get a 0% service-connected rating for knee pain, uh, for example. So you're 24 years old, you did one enlistment of four years, your knee bothers you, but you get full range of motion. You've seen the PTs and taken some injections or something during your time in service. And now you're still in your 20s. You still think you're bulletproof and amazing. Your knee bothers you, but not enough to get a, <clears throat> you know, above that 0% service-connected. Let's fast forward. 30 years. Now you're 64 years old. Uh, your knee's completely gone out. You need a knee replacement. That 0% service connected can, can help you uh, in the medical care of your knee. Uh, maybe the rating, maybe you get a bump up in your rating. You go from zero to 10% and you get a little bit of uh, monetary compensation out of it. Um, but it doesn't matter how good you feel at the time you exit. Just know that things are going to change as time goes on. I'm a uh, I know that very well now, uh, you know, breaking that 40 barrier of age. Things that bo bothered me that didn't bother me a lot when I was 24 are different now. Like putting on my socks and my back's tight. It's like, uh, you know, it's uh, I got to do some special yoga sometimes to get my socks on in the morning because my back's so tight. So things are going to change with time. And having that already in the VA system, it can only help you. This is only one small example of while 
why filing with the VA, even if it's a 0% service-connected rating, can be very beneficial. Bottom line, if you served, file with the VA. It's your benefit. Um, so another example, you, you're in the service, you work, you make a paycheck, your wife works, you guys both make a paycheck. You make a big enough paycheck between the two of you where you don't need your basic housing allowance. Um, do you return that basic housing allowance to the government? Uh, I doubt it. I bet you pocket that housing allowance and go on because it's a benefit that is given to you for service. Again, VA benefit that is afforded to you because of your service. So don't feel guilty or selfish when you think about submitting a VA claim. Just don't. Uh, put that out of your mind. Submit it and take care of yourself uh, and your family throughout the majority of your lifetime. You think about it, a senator or a congressman um, gets an annual paycheck and medical coverage for life if they only serve five years in, in the government. And that how, much, how hard they work in that five years is up for debate. All right, I'm not going to get all political on you guys here, but if those people that are making these and passing the legislation for VA stuff can, get, uh, can make out from the government after only five years of service, you for putting your life on the line and the level of service that you've given to your country, you this is this is your benefit. So file a VA claim. Um, and finally, if you've already separated for service and you didn't file a claim, you know, most of you didn't know that I had a break in service in 2004, didn't file a VA claim when I got out then, probably should have. I'd had a couple of TBIs uh, in my first enlistment, didn't file them with the VA then. Uh, it's only more difficult after you leave to come back in and file your claims. It's more difficult to provide justification, uh, get the paperwork going. So the sooner you can do it, uh, the better. And that kind of brings us to the process that I went through for filing my VA stuff and what you'll go through if you're currently in service or even if you're out of service, the process is going to look very similar. Uh, I'm going to share my own experience. Uh, For reference, I received my VA rating exactly 30 days after my last army paycheck. So you'll hear a lot of people, a lot of stories about people not getting their ratings for months or years. Uh, If you do it right and you stay on top of it um, and you do it before you leave, you can uh, get that rating relatively quick. Um, And then for those of you who have already separated, if you stay on top of it and you turn in the right documentation, you can get it in a decent amount of time, Uh, but it's definitely going to be harder from all the experiences that I've heard. The process I used was called uh, Benefits Delivered at Discharge, or BDD. Of course, it's an acronym because it's a government program, right? Simply, that means that I filed my claim prior to my exit. So you can file for your VA claim up to 180 days prior to your last day in service. And that's your last payday. Uh, This does not count your terminal leave. It's the last day of the paycheck that you received from the service that you're in. So back 180 days from that, you can submit your benefits delivered at discharge VA claim. Uh, The way I understand it and seen it, if you can get it in that 180 to 120 days, you're going to have a much faster outcome of getting your rating decision on on whatever you claimed to where if you wait 
the longer you wait, the longer it's going to take. So just be be proactive and getting your VA stuff done. So let's break it down into into a timeline. Uh, I'm sure other people have different timelines, but this is uh, what worked for me, and I think will probably work for you if you're planning on submitting a VA claim. So about 18 to 24 months from separation, you want to start getting your medical records in order. Uh, go to your medical providers, uh, get items documented, ensure past items are documented. It is a computer system. Things tend to fall off that uh, that they put in there. Make sure it's make sure that everything's documented correctly. What this also does, it gives you time to kind of get some of those bumps and bruises that you've been ignoring or putting off because you didn't want to go on profile and you wanted to keep trucking on in the job. It gives you time to get the x-rays, the surgeries, the sleep studies, whatever it is. You got that 18 to 24 months to kind of try to iron out your medical records for your service. You know, if you've only done two to four years, it might not be much, but if it was like me and you avoided the medics for 20 years, I was trying to get 20 years of documentation done in my medical records, um, you know, in the last two years of my, my career. So we should be doing this our whole career, uh, taking better care of ourselves. But let's be honest, most leaders and definitely most of the people I served with, uh, self-care is at the end of the list and we put everybody first and that can kind of bite you in the butt in the end when you're filing for VA, VA benefits. So at that 18 to 24 months, start tightening up your records uh, and, and taking care of yourself and, and focusing on yourself a little bit more. Seven to 12 months out, you need to go to your installation medical records department and order your medical records. Uh, the sooner you can do this, the better. That's why when you start that tightening up of the records 24, 18 to 24 months out, um, when you go order those medical records, you'll have almost most of the information that you need. You can always go back and order up a, you know, a supplemental copy if something is going to go in there later, but, uh, you want to order those medical records. Um, time is going to vary by installation. Uh, you know, I retired out of Fort Benning. I went in to order my medical records and they, she told me it's going to take 45 to 90 days to get your medical records. And that's, just because there was such a backlog of people in front of me and dependents and everybody to get my medical records, it was going to take that long. It took 45 days exactly to get my medical records. You can't do anything without medical records and your retirement slash ETS physical. When it comes to VA, you have to have those two things to, to submit your completed VA uh, application for, for benefits. Um, five to six months from separation. You need to get that ETS slash retirement physical. That's number one. And number two, you need to make contact with your VSO, your veteran service organization, that VFW, Disabled American Veterans, whatever the organization, or your post VA, your, um, your VA representative that works somewhere on your installation. You need to find out if they have room in there to accept you, to help you submitting that claim. Because uh, in, in some cases, they're so overwhelmed that they're not going to be able to get to you to meet that 180-day window. And uh, so you need to find, you're going to need to find somebody else to do it for you or to help you out with it. Now, you can completely submit this on your own. It's just better to have somebody there giving it a second look uh, when, you're, when you submit that stuff to the VA. Somebody who's done it before, because like I said, it can be a little bit confusing. Confusing. Uh, when it comes to that 
ETS um, retirement physical, uh, something that I was told and it worked for me. Ensure you add all of the items that you plan on claiming onto that physical because that physical is probably close to, if not the last time that a provider will look at you and sign a piece of paperwork with documentation on it. So put everything that you plan on claiming with your benefits delivered at discharge on the physical when you ETS or retire. Put it all on there. Get it all checked over again before before you leave, and it's signed off by a provider one more time and will go to the VA. Okay, still in that five to six month window, you have your medical records, you have your physical. Uh, now it's time to use that VA or VSO representative to file your claim. Filing is relatively simple. You'll fill out some VA forms. Think of DA forms, you know, uh, an application for your dependents because your financial um, situation will change how much you get paid depending on how many dependents you have. Um, you'll fill out your claim. So it's just literally an itemized list of what you're claiming and uh, some bank account information uh, so that if you are awarded a claim percentage, they can, they can pay you. Uh, you fill that out, you send that up with your physical uh, and your, your other supporting documentation, your medical records, and you wait. Now, do not simply turn over this claim process to your VA, VSO representative, wash your hands and walk away and have them do it for you. Be an active participant. I used the VA representative on Fort Benning. He did a great job. Sent him my medical records, sent him my physical, sent him all of my civilian medical records, and he he line by line put the th things that he thought I should claim. He sent it back to me. I went over it. I compared it to my medical records, to my physical, to my civilian medical records, and I added another about 10 or 15 items that he, he did not add. Remember, it is not his claim or her claim or that representative's. It is your claim. So you can put anything on there you want. Whether the VA is going to recognize it or not is another story. But these people are busy. They see a lot of veterans. They see a lot of stuff. They'll tell you, uh, I've never seen anybody get awarded for this. Uh, there's no reason to put this on there. No, it's your claim. You put on your claim what you want on there and let the VA decide. Don't let that rep who has no say in the final outcome be the deciding factor. So don't just turn it over and walk away. Um, add things to it that you see. Uh, and I think I even took a couple things away that were on there because, like I said, they do a lot of these. I'm sure they get um, word soup sometimes and add something that they meant to put on Joe's and it went on yours. So uh, read over that before they send it up to, to the VA. So you've done that. Next in the process is like you've done your whole career in the military is you wait, is, is you wait. Uh, you will receive an email and a letter from the VA acknowledging that you submitted and have an intent to seek, uh, intent for a claim, the intent that you're applying for VA benefits. So you get that letter. That's them acknowledging they have your paperwork. And when I say they have your paperwork, all they have is what you've sent up so far. From there, the VA goes out and contracts out to a company called QTC, which I'm sure like most government things that has changed over the years. But for me, it was QTC. 
they're subcontracted by the VA and they schedule all your appointments with the external providers that help validate the claim that you're sending up. So uh, QTC called me on the phone, went over all my appointments on the phone, told me what appointments I was going to go to, where they were, what time they were. Uh, showed, told me I could set up a QTC portal page so you could set it up you know, and, and get access to all the documents you had, but you don't have to. And they will also FedEx you a packet with all of your claims on it and then a list, or excuse me, a schedule of your appointments. In each one of those packets, this is kind of where, this is where it gets a little bit tricky. In each one of those packets, you as the individual have to fill out your, your reason for putting in for this claim. So up to this point, most likely you've always gone to a provider, your medics, the doctor, the PA, and they've written all this stuff down about, uh, for example, I've had ankle surgery on both ankles. So they made all those notes, the PA notes, the surgery notes, um, you know, my range, they made all the notes. Now you're going to get this stuff from QTC and you're going to have to fill it out. So I recommend you just pull up those notes from those doctors and you put it right onto those documents with QTC that QTC is going to send you. Um, what they send you, they're going to put the condition at the top, whatever condition is or the thing that you're filing for. They're going to give you about this much space. I don't know if you can see that to be able to write that out. And there's a few other questions. Does it still bother you? There's a bunch of other questions and I'm not going to get into it, but be very detailed when you're filling those documents out. Um, I didn't write any of my stuff out. I have chicken scratch writing. Uh, so I, tie, I wrote on all those documents sent to me from QTC, see enclosed appendix one, two, three. So I typed everything out for those conditions and I attached it to give to those doctors when I went to those appointments. Now, what you need to know about those documents is either the secretary or they have a data input person there at their doctor's office, they put exactly what you wrote on those notes into the VA system. So if they're asking about the concussions that you've had or the TBIs and you put, yep, had a concussion and that's it, they're going to put, yep, had a concussion. So be detailed on those documents and give the, and, and um, just know that that's most likely is exactly what's going to be transcribed into the VA system. And then that system is where they're going to read it and make a decision whether you get rated for it or not. Uh, like I said, be very, very detailed. I was. Uh, all the providers I went to, except for one, I, I gave them a lot of information, right? 21 years, 16 deployments. I had a lot of information about some of the stuff I put in there. And I asked them, am I, I said, am I giving you too much information? And all of them said, no, I cannot have too much information. Um, the more information I have, the better it is for you. So be detailed on those documents that you get from QTC. I did on one occasion, I had a provider said, I gave him all the documentation. I ended up giving him almost like 40 pages that I had typed out because he was, he was the last provider that was um, kind of doing everything that a specialist didn't do. Um, he straight up told me, I'm not going to accept this. It's too much information. Um, we exchanged some words. Uh, I let him know that it was my claim and not his claim. And he accepted all of my documents and transcribed them into the VA system. So um, <clears throat> just know 
it's your claim. They cannot tell you what to write and what not to write on your own documents sent to you. Uh, you're going to go see these providers. I saw for myself, I saw five different providers. I saw neurologist, hearing, vision, mental health, and then a general practitioner. So you have the four specialists there and the general practitioner covered everything else that was not covered by those specialists. <clears throat> you're going to hear horror stories about some of these QTC providers. Uh, I will share my own example of the five providers I saw. Three of them, English was their second language. I'm not saying just because English is your second language is you're not a good provider and you're not a good doctor. But when you're trying to explain to somebody, my neurologist, for example, who barely spoke English, um, all the details about a concussion that I'd received on an objective, trying to explain military speak to a regular provider who speaks English as a first language is difficult enough. Trying to speak, tell it to somebody who doesn't speak English as their first language, all the jargon that comes along with the military, um, and hoping that he understands it so he can, you know, put it accurately into my medical documentation going to the VA, it's kind of scary. So I will say that's just another reason to be very descriptive on those documents. Because I will say when I left, he's like, I don't understand some of the what you're saying, but I can read and I understand what you wrote. So thank you for writing out this the way you did. The appointments themselves are very strange. Mine were anyway. Um, it's, you're not going, it's not your provider you're going to see. You're going to see somebody contracted out by QTC or the VA and all... It was my, all my appointments are very short. I would give them the documents QTC sent me where I filled out everything about the condition that they were checking. They would look it over. They'd ask me five or 10 questions and that was it. I would leave. I was not at any one provider. Uh, for the five providers, I was there for probably 10 minutes in the actual room at most. And then on the fifth, the fifth one, which was catching up on everything else they didn't cover, I was in there for about an hour. Um, so very strange. No small talk, no talking. Uh, it's a business transaction. Um, it was just, it was odd. It was a very odd experience. And again, shows, showed me the importance of having a very detailed write-up to give them. All right. So you've gone through all your QTC appointments. Those are done. What's the next thing that you're going to do? Um, you guessed it. You're going to wait some more. You're waiting now on the VA. You're waiting on the VA to come to the rating decision, right? You can see uh, you can see your VA stuff on the VA portals that you'll sign up for um, in your VA account. And when they actually have your rating decision, they'll mail it to you. So here's mine. They put it in the mail to me. And it has every claim that I put in for. It tells me if they was service connected, what the percentage was, and gives a little bit of the why behind the decision. Um, and that's it. Uh, from there, within about 30 days of getting my decision letter, I got my first paycheck from the VA. Um, but like I said, it, if you don't, if you're not active in it, you don't start it early. All, everything I just said can get a little bit harder. And then like a with the rating decision, once you get your rating decision, that's when you have to make the decision. Are you going to appeal that? Are you going to seek an increase on a certain thing? Do you have the paper, the justification to do that? Whatever it is, 
Uh, your fight, I've heard of people's like um, fights or um, trying to get their benefits from the VA taking years and years. Uh, but if you're just, if you're very thorough up, thorough up front, it can, it will only help you. So that's the VA filing process as I, as I have experienced it to now. I haven't really done much with VA medical yet. I'm still new in the process and, and, and trying to figure it out, but I'll be sure to share any lessons learned I get from that as well. But to sum everything up, I would say, you know, start early, start your whole career, really, of taking care of yourself and getting things documented. But at that 18 to 24 months out that you know you're getting out, um, start tidying up those medical records. Be an active participant in the process. Don't be a bystander. Talk to others who have been through the process. Like I said, you're just going to get one perspective here and one point of view. Some people had way worse way, way worse experiences than I had. And uh, some people had way better experiences than I had. So uh, talk to a lot of people uh, about their their process and, and learn from it. Uh, and that goes to the next point is just educate yourself. Uh, there's a lot of Facebook forums for you guys out there that, that are on the Facebook that deal with VA stuff and have and answer questions. Uh, use the VA website uh, and, and talk to those VSOs and those VA representatives on base. Um, uh, the VFW, the DAV, they're there to help you. Um, be careful of, of paying somebody to do it. Uh, there's law, law firms out there that say they'll, they'll guarantee they'll get you 100% disability, but they're going to take 60% of that for the next 10 years to pay their legal bills or whatever it is, but just be careful when you're paying somebody. I've heard good experiences again, where they paid somebody to help them with it because the VSOs were too, too packed and the VA represented on post wasn't going to be able to get to them. So they went to some paid organization, paid them and they had a great experience. Others I've heard them just get taken advantage of. So, uh, try to use the free organizations that are there. And, and, and the way to do that is to start early. And the last thing I said, I was done saying it, I think, but, uh, it's your benefits. These are your benefits. Use them. And if you don't use them, nobody's really going to care that you didn't use them. So use them, uh, have better health care, take care of yourself a little bit better financially through your life. And, uh, and don't be afraid to use them. Um, uh, I hope you guys got something out of this. Like I said, I'm asked this question a lot by people who are close, especially close to retirement, like kind of what's the VA process and what can I expect? It's a, it's a process that you just got to be active in and, and it, it'll go well and um, you'll get what you need out of it. But if you want to hear more stuff like this, let me know. Or if you um, want to talk to me and ask a specific question about something, please shoot me a message. Give me a call. If you got my number, I'm happy to answer any questions. Um, and uh, thanks for watching. Thanks for tuning in. It's great to be back in the studio today and we'll be back on here with some guests soon. But I just really wanted to share this because I get this question a lot and I know it'll help uh, help some of you out. So uh, it's good seeing you. Uh, take care. Do everything, please. Like, share, subscribe. All of those things that I just mentioned are free. You just do it and, it, uh, and it'll help out the channel and hopefully help, help somebody out. So go out there, have a good weekend. Uh, we'll see you guys next time.